Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast, a space and place where women of color come together to share their wins, their strategies, and their hopes for the future. Our goal is to equip and prepare the next generation of women leaders to change the trajectory of the world as we know it today. My name is Susanna Alba and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. Well, welcome everyone to this episode of Elevate Her. I am super excited to have this guest with me today. <laughs> this this person, y'all, I love her to the moon and back and I cannot wait for her to share her wisdom and just the the amazing individual that she is. So I'm going to tell you from here on out, grab a pen and a notebook so that you can take notes because I promise you there are going to be some gems dropped during this episode. So I'm not going to talk too much. I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we are going to start this conversation. First of all, thank you, Susanna, for having me here. I'm so geeked out to spend this time with you and just so humbled for your presence. And I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) So let me introduce myself to your audience. My name is Beauty Jamili Whitfield. I am a licensed clinical social worker with over 18 years of experience. I have my own private practice called Beauteous Mind PLLC, really serving and treating women um, and adolescents who suffer from trauma, anxiety, and depression and life transitional issues. I'm also a podcaster of the Beauteous Me podcast, a speaker, a best-selling author, and a coach, a transformational coach, really helping people move from a place of complacency to resiliency. Yes. So um, I'm also a wife, a mom, and a fellow Afro-Latina. <laughs> love, love, love it, y'all. Love it. So today we're going to talk about how to like combat trauma from the workplace because that is something that i don't think there is enough conversation about and more specifically we're going to talk about trauma bonding and what that all means and how that looks so i can't wait to share and just kind of get the the perspective of a clinical therapist um on how to combat those kinds of feelings um and so i'll share I'll start sharing a little bit of my story um, and I'll tell you guys why I wanted to talk about this so much. So my life is completely different than when it was 18 months ago. And now in this new kind of arena that I am in, there was a sense where I knew that I had to walk away from the position that I was in. And a lot of that final deciding factor to walk away from that position was tied up in my emotion, my emotional ties to the team that I was leading. Now, the team that I was leading was my dream team. It was it was the right people in the right places doing the right amount of work. Um, and they were just they were excellent at what they did. And my 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 way of leading was that I led with an open hand. And what I mean by that is that I really did believe that if I had stars on my team and there were opportunities that would present themselves that I knew they would be a good fit for, I would encourage them to apply. I would encourage them to to consider these opportunities, um, which is not normal. A lot of managers don't necessarily operate that way. But to me, that was like an extension of my legacy that I was able to be a part of this person's life. And now they're they're moving forward to do something better. And I remember also at the same time, 
when I was about to walk away, I remember feeling so guilty to a degree because I felt like who is going to care for these people, um, for this team that I love so much, how are they going to care for them? And I had to come to a place of like reckoning that I was feeling these emotional ties, but it was because we had been through so much trauma together. And so there was this bond that we had formed because we experienced so much trauma. I mean, we had gone through layoffs, we had gone through a pandemic, we had gone through shifts, people coming and going and rotating, life was happening for this team. So I felt like I had gotten so close to them that I didn't know how to sever the tie. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. It sounds like, cause there's two things, right? And I, and I want people to understand, there's a form of trauma bonding that is imposed by a narcissistic or manipulative boss. So that that is one of the strongest forms of trauma bonding, right? So it's this boss that shows up and it's just like has this power, has this control, and is also telling and is also manipulating you to take on more tasks. And it's telling you how you're great. And so you're taking on more tasks and you feel like there's this loyalty that you kind of have mm. to this boss that you still stay despite it dragging you through the mud. Right. And so that happens, right, between a boss and their staff, their employees. Now, when we talk about a collective trauma experience where people kind of connect and bond to, that's where you're experiencing the layoffs, the possibly the collective experience of a bad boss or a bad um, superior or organizational structure or, or things that have happened, or even if you've suffered like having to truly be on the boots and grounds of a pandemic together and having to like have that connectedness where you feel this other sense of loyalty as well, that if you kind of detach from them, it becomes hard. And so you still perpetuate the cycle that you continue to go across that, is not good for you because you're burnt out, they're burnt out, they're burnt out, they're burnt out, but collectively right, right. you guys have kind of supported each other. And so it, it it feels hard to detach because they've been a support system for you. Yes. And so that is where I was coming from. I was coming from this place that I wanted to see them win and excel and move on, but I also knew that it was no longer a safe space for me mentally, emotionally, physic well not maybe not mm -hmm. physically but it wasn't a it wasn't a safe space anymore but there was this internal kind of struggle to get to yeah. a place where it was like okay how do i set myself up so that i'm not dealing with this guilt because i think that that was the biggest thing that i knew yeah. i was going to physically remove myself from a place where I was not feeling seen, valued, or heard. And I knew for a yeah. fact that that was the case. But I also almost wanted to take them with me. And and it got to mm. a point where... Save them. Yes. Save them as you're saving yourself. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. And it got to a point where I had to be like, I, I can't be the savior for this situation. And they yeah. also knew that it was time for me to go. Like, they, yeah. they were also supportive of the fact that I was seeking better because they could see what was happening to me and the impact that that was having. And so when, you, when you're when you in a place of trying to find what is the right fit, especially as women of color, especially as mm. women of color that are leaders, you like oh, you really need to be- The mindful. higher you go, 
the lonelier it gets. Come on. Can you say that one more time? The higher you go, the lonelier it gets. And the higher and, and the more you feel like you have to continue to prove yourself because that internalized message that we've had transpired to us from our parents, from our ancestors, from our grandparents, from those who've made the passage into this country, that you have to work twice, three, four, five, six times more harder 100%. to be seen, heard, and valued. 100%. I call that emotional cash. And so by the end yeah. of the day, I was bankrupt because I had spent yeah. so much emotional cash trying to yeah. prove why I was worthy to sit at this table, trying to prove... Oh. <laughs> or try to explain my culture mm -hmm. and why I was excited. And that didn't necessarily mean that I was screaming because has anybody been there <laughs> where you say something, you're really excited about a topic and all of a sudden you're the angry black girl or the angry brown yeah. girl. And it's like, nah, I'm not angry. I just, I'm just excited. I found somebody passionate. Else. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm passionate. Like, exactly. We're good. <laughs> right. And so the other part to that too, was that when I finally found someone else that looked like me to a degree, um, could understand the struggle to a degree, I wasn't always welcomed with open arms. No. It was almost like, no, I struggled. So you have to struggle. It's standoffish. It's so standoffish. Oh my God, Susanna. I had a conversation with um, someone else, which she's, uh, she's, she has this women's empowerment thing as well. And we were just connecting and having a conversation about what she does. And I does, you know, uh, networking. And so we're both Dominicana and, and she, at what I was telling her was that it is unfortunate that for, and I, and, and this is, I, I guess like a collective experience, right? So mm -hmm. Latinas and Latinas, there's that I struggled, you struggled. So you're, yep. you're, we're both going to have to show up like this. But yep. when I'm in black spaces, I feel welcomed and comfortable. 100%. 100%. Which is, which is very interesting. And, and I know that others have said opposite. Black yep. women with black women. It's like this competition. And I'm not sure why when we're all connected with one another, mm -hmm. where there shouldn't be that sense of you struggled, I struggled. It should be, hey, what are you doing? Let me give you the right. ins and outs so that you right. don't make these same mistakes I've made. Right. I want you to succeed, which is like our relationship. You know, the summit that we just had last yes. week, it's that connectedness. Everyone has their seasoning, their sazon, their yep. salt, their specialized pepper, the onions. Yep. You use this. You use... Everyone has that. And there's a seat at the table for everyone. But when for you everyone. have that competition, you're also not making it comfortable again for the lonely spots. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and I want to talk to those also who have felt where they're kind of in between because my story has always been in certain circles. I'm not Spanish enough. I'm not Latina. Right. Enough. In certain yeah, circles, yeah. I'm not black enough because right. I don't necessarily sound or have the vernacular or have the same struggle. So you walk around kind of on eggshells and it messes with your head. It messes with yeah. how you show up. It messes with how you yeah. treat other people because you keep you them overthink. at a distance. Yes. You keep them at a distance out of safety. When the yeah. truth of the matter is that if you were to let them actually in, it could bless their life and yours. 
Yes. And it becomes. Yes, you walk, it's like you're walking on eggshells, like you said. Yes. And you're overthinking. You said something. You didn't say it this way. You meant it this way. You didn't say it this way. You meant to send this email this way. Did yep. it sound with a tone? Did it not come off with a tone? Did it like. Yes. <laughs> is that overthinking? 100. Yeah. 100. And so like when I was when I was finally getting to this place where I, I was going to commit to walking away to pursuing what I knew I was supposed to be doing. It was almost like I finally found my safety and now I'm challenging all of that. And, and can I speak to the folks who are in this place where you know that you're supposed to be moving on to another thing, but because it's so yeah. comfortable right now, um, you, yeah. you've gotten so like settled that you don't want to ruffle any feathers. There is no advancement for you there. I'm going to say that one more time. There is no advancement for you in a state of complacency. Yep. There is no advancement for you in a state of complacency. And I want you to be realistic. Is it that you're afraid mm -hmm. or is it that you, mm -hmm. you, you are actually doing some type of work? Because Ooh, it's very different now. when you're doing the work than when you are just afraid. In that instance, right. you just need the courage. And right. and when we're talking about this trauma bond, like like you said, it could be a narcissistic boss. Ooh. So can we before I even like share my thoughts on that, <laughs> can we identify you from your clinical background? Can you give mm -hmm. just like some pointers on what you could expect from a narcissistic boss because we use that word so freely in the culture, but I don't think people really we understand do. what it is. Yeah. So we have to look at different features, right? If the person who comes across, um, basically to mind take you, mm -hmm. I won't curse here. Yep. Basically they, they do this. They take it in a way where they know your vulnerabilities, they know your weaknesses, and they use that to their advantage, but to your demise. Yeah. And when it's to your demise, the way that they do it in such a strategic way you start second guessing yourself and even things where you're not paying attention to your intuition, what your gut is telling you, what spirit is telling you, you kind of forget that because they've seen, it's like, you know, when someone um, puts like a laser through someone's eyes where like you like, you know, you go to the optical. Yeah. yeah. Like when you go to the optical and they're like, see, it's <laughs> like they've gone in there, analyze you, taken yep. it out. And now they're like, okay, so this is an area, so this is where I'm going to hype her or him up, but mm -hmm. this is also an area where I'm going to kind of break you down. 100%. And so you find yourself in these situations where you're like, I got a promotion, so they value me because I got this promotion. So you but think. You're not, so you think, right? But the right. promotion comes with, oh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. The promotion comes with additional things. Yep. And when you choose to leave, guess what they do? They hire three people. To do, Three yeah. people to do what that one person was doing. One, one thousand percent. Three people. Oh and it's gosh. like, when I'm telling you I'm sinking, when I'm telling you this is a lot, you're seen as ungrateful as that. Yeah. You can't hack it as if, you know, you can't make it up to the next scene. And, and I'll share with you, Susanna, I, if, if you would have asked me a year ago, and I think you did when we, when we were in uh, Fearless over a yeah. year ago, I wanted to be a VP in my organization. I wanted to rise up to the next level because yeah. that's what it was. I strategically yeah. set myself up yeah. for the next level in that yeah. strategically. Right. And 
like you said, when you have collective trauma, when you have trauma bonding, when you have all these things, and especially in the setting um, that I was in, you have this lawyer's way. I felt like I couldn't leave my staff and I was thinking and your body tells you when you got to kind of sit down. I couldn't leave my staff. I couldn't leave the kids. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, couldn't, I made every excuse because I couldn't. But it wasn't that I couldn't. It was also the fear of that I couldn't, yep. right? And it was also what you're, as a trauma survivor, what what you're, as I've always said, thriving in chaos. Yeah. So I've thrived in chaos yeah. for all these years. Like, this is comfort for me. Yep. And I had left, you know, over the summer, they had hired people to, to take mm-hmm. AVP positions. And mm-hmm. I was angry for some time. I was like... I should have been, they should have had a phone call. Like, you know, kind of like my own ego was like taken away. Bruised, yeah. And let me tell you something. It was, it was definitely bruised. And sometimes, you know, I'm human. Sometimes yeah. I still see some things that bruise me, but you know what? When I see the level of stress they have, mm-hmm. the Lord kept me. And I am exactly <laughs> where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yes. I am happy. I don't have that worry. I don't have that stress. I love it. And I know what I'm doing in building my business. What Absolutely. gives me joy. Hello, my friend. It's Susanna from Elevate Her. Today, I want to talk to you about a pain point that I know a lot of women experience. And that is the lack of confidence when it comes to speaking up and being leaders in their field. Now, here's the real issue. Women make 75 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts in the workplace. I've created a program called Elevate Her, which is a coaching container that helps women just like you to develop their brand, build their confidence, and lead with excellence. The best part is that it's personalized coaching. So you get me as your coach one-on-one to help you every step of the way. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get paid what you deserve and be an effective leader in your field. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, then click the link below and let's schedule a time for you and I to connect to see if we're a good fit and if the Elevate Her program is for you. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, well, let's get back into this show. Absolutely. And so your body, you know, just going back to, to like the trauma bouncing thing is like paying attention, your gut spirit gave it to you for a reason. 100%. It's paying attention to when someone is asking you for something, bosses, clients, coworkers, that just doesn't sit well, go back and circle around and ask more questions. Yep. Ask more questions. Yep. Because I'll tell you, nine times out of 10, you'll know what you're dealing with if they get upset that you're asking questions. Oh, my God. Yes, ma'am. If the person is upset, you're asking questions like, hey, help me understand how come and what do you Mm -hmm. think if we if they are upset over it, then you know what you're dealing with. Yep. If they are not upset over it, perhaps that's a way for you to strategize and and help navigate things. And I love the way that you explained it before, right? Because they will they will gas you up and it'll seem as what? if they are they're pouring into your skills. They're they're saying oh, yeah. all of these wonderful things in front of you. Oh, and yeah. that if you if you're going through that, let me just tell you that that is called gaslighting. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. It's called gaslighting. Because then yeah. they make you question your intuition. They make you question the work that you know you do well. They make you question, should I be here or should I not? They make you question your gratitude. You yep. know, so when it comes to to the, that type of environment, man, I I remember 
walking into situations, not only was I having to disarm people because I'm a big girl and there is, I'm a big girl and I am loud and I am brown. And so when I walk into a room without me wanting to, and I want to be careful of, of how I say this, my presence just commands attention, not because I'm anything yeah. special, but because sometimes y'all, I was in a room where I was the only one who looked like that. So it was going to, it was going to turn some heads, but in those same types of environments, it made me feel like maybe, maybe I said that wrong or, or maybe I didn't say this right. Only for me to be like, you know what? Wait a minute. I know full well what I'm doing. I know full well how to lead a team. I know. So if you're in that season where you're constantly questioning, going back and forth, you feel like you're on eggshells. That is, that is not an environment for you to stay in for too long because no, what will happen no. is that your light will dim and what you have been oh, called to do yes. you now cannot do because mm -hmm. you're second guessing yourself and like Yo, and you're not showing up as your best self absolutely you're not showing up as your best self so who you were before in other positions in the same kind of positions yep. is not the same person you're showing up you're showing up mm -hmm. with less patience angry, hurt, yep. very pessimistic. Yep. Very pessimistic. There could be, they could tell you, hey, you know, from now to the next few months, everyone is going to get a raise. You'd be like, yeah, now they want to get Barossa raise after all yep. this stuff we've been doing. So Come it's on. not finding the gratitude in the small things because yes. that's it. that pessimistic point. And there's the other aspect of that. Where is your physical? Right. So I will mm -hmm. be 100% transparent Ooh. with y'all where I was, my body, my body started to tell me that it was time for me to move on. I gained so much weight, so much weight because what was triggering my emotional eating was the stress of what I was dealing with before. And one of the things that I tell my coaching clients is let Peace be your barometer. If it is costing mm. you your peace, it is way too expensive. If yeah. it is costing you your peace, it is way too expensive. Let peace yeah. be your barometer. And in the season that I'm in, it's not that it's any easier, but I have peace right. in what I'm doing. So that will be... Ooh. That will be the way that you'll be able to identify if you are actually operating in places and spaces where you are called to be. And, and yep. just because the seasons change and you are now mm -hmm. not necessarily in what you thought was going to be the best does not mean that you cannot operate at your best. Oh, listen, you are preaching because... Although I'm not in that stressful environment, the environment that I am is way less stressful, mm -hmm. but I know that's not my home environment. Come on. I feel it when I'm there, but I'm still showing up as my best self. I am giving it a hundred percent in that space because I know what I'm preparing myself for in the next yes. level. Yes. Yes. And like the reason why the, the trauma bonding is something that you have to work so hard to get out of is because before you... So I'm going to put it this way. Before you become the millionaire, you got to start acting yeah. like the millionaire. You got to start thinking yeah. like that millionaire, you know? And so the environment in which you're in combined with the way that you show up will distort and stop the blessing from actually coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you yeah. have to be super mindful and protect your energy and your boundaries. Because if you don't, that's, that's one of the ways, that's one of the ways, man, if you don't, what happens is that you pour yourself out for an organization or an institution or whatever it is. And they have a moment of silence. If something happens to you, they have a quick 60 second <laughs> silent moment. And then it's back to work as usual. Yep. But now your family back is to work stuck with that boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so can we talk about like being able, what does it look like for you to be able to walk away from those things or I don't know how, how would you encourage someone to be mindful of those situations and how to, how to break that bond? So I think first things first is recognizing what's going on in your body. Again, if something isn't feeling right, it is your internal alarms that are sounding off and telling you, hello, yeah. something has to get fixed. Something is not right. Right. So the same way you eat, you know, you're not supposed to eat greasy foods. You still eat it. Yeah. Your body, your stomach is acting up. You then go again and you do it. Like, at what point do you tell yourself, all right, I right. can't have these burgers anymore because my body is really acting up. Do you wait till you get to the lowest of your low where now you have Crohn's disease or whatever, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I'm making that up, you know, <laughs> like whatever it is that it's going to like mess you up, IBS, whatever. Do you wait till it gets to that extreme or do you say, you know what? I'm paying attention to my body. Yeah. All right. It's been like 15 burgers in. Right. And now I really can't have this. So paying attention to your body and saying, all right, something is not feeling right. Taking a step back when they're asking you to do something and even meditate upon it. So yeah. maybe that's quieting your mind and saying, what is my body telling me how to respond to this? Yeah. If your body is acting like the cheeseburger with, with, with the stomach, then, right. you, then you know that, that you have to recognize. Right. The other thing is, is, setting boundaries so now that you're paying attention mm -hmm. now you're gonna be like hey so i can't stay till six because i have to pick up my child right i can no longer pay for the extra money for the babysitter i have to go at five right and you'll see that boundaries pisses off a lot of people Ooh. boundaries set boundaries in a latino household you will piss somebody off <laughs> set boundaries in relationships you will piss someone off, right? Because they've been used to you being a certain yeah. way. And it's like, how dare you? How dare you change yeah. now, right? Yeah. There's also, that's like a whole nother topic of conversation. There's beautiful ways for you to set boundaries and expressing that to someone yep. where you don't have to go to the extreme and, you know, create chaos in your life. But setting those boundaries. The other thing is, is having a good group of friends that you could rely on and Come support on. you. Come when on. you're going through this, you know, you having a tribe is super important. And I know some people struggle depending on their past experiences yeah. and their traumas and might have a really tight, small circle and get yourself a therapist, you know, yeah. someone who is not there to judge is there to support you is there to encourage you. And actually the therapist might help you bring you along to continue right. to tell you this is not healthy for you. Right. Right. So setting those boundaries, paying attention to your body, getting a good group of friends and coming to the decision yes. when it's no longer serving you. Yes. So start making those future plans. So like maybe you've been in this job for 15 years and it's all you know. And it's scary to move on. 100%. It's scary. Start making the plans. Go on 
Fiverr or LinkedIn or somewhere, someone to right. help you start your resume. Right. Start that way. Start thinking about, you know what? Now that I'm looking at my resume, I have actually been a director, a VP. Come on. Maintenance, this and that. I have all these transferable skills. Pay attention mm-hmm. to what these transferable skills are. Mm-hmm. Get someone who's a good resume writer. And maybe it is that you want to work for a different kind of industry or something. As long as that resume right. hits those highlighted points that you've hired a professional, you might be in there. Absolutely. And make that future plan for you to leave. Or if you're making a future plan, like many of us, to leave your full time to go into your business, then start making ways in order for you to do that. But it's all about making the plan. Yeah. Now, what happens with a plan? When a plan is not set in motion, then what happens? Nothing happens. Nothing, right. You got to do something. Give yourself that permission to break that bond and break away. And it might be confusing. It might feel like actually like a breakup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So like you're leaving oh, yeah. someone. It feels like a breakup. You feel like a betray- you you feel like the wrong one, but you have to be OK with the decision. They're going to feel some kind of way regardless. And can we be going to feel some kind of way regardless? Like they're going to feel some kind of way, but they're not going to stay there forever because the work will still need to get no. done. So they'll they'll mm-hmm. feel some type of way for a second or two. Mm-hmm. And they may make mm-hmm. your last two weeks <laughs> or your last month really and uncomfortable. Yeah, they may yeah. make it really uncomfortable, but the truth is, it's worth that season of just being uncomfortable for a little while so that you can experience breakthrough on the other side of that. So yeah. don't stay there. And, and you would know, right. And you would know again, if it was like that toxic environment, if it was like that working for like that narcissistic boss or whatever, if they're yeah. also making it a living hell for you to leave, because Truly and genuinely, you could also be unhappy just because it's no longer filling you the work that right. you're doing. But you could also be in a in a great space where someone could be like, wow, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm yes. glad you're moving on. You've been here yes. for all these years and I'm glad that you're doing what you have to do. You know, those conversations are also super important. You know, as a boss and you know that ourselves, yep. like when someone gives a letter of resignation, you're just like, oh, I got to fill this position. Yep. But one thing that I've always said is like, I'm sorry to see you go. And I've said it, I'm having a reaction, but it's not a reaction to you personally. I'm having yeah. a selfish reaction and right. I want to be mindful of that. Right. But I'm also happy and proud of you. Right. Right. Like we and have to put that out there. Like you, there's the selfish reaction. We got to recognize that yourself as a manager, yeah. as opposed to, you know, wishing someone the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the last thing is. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and, and last thing is giving yourself permission to heal. Mm. I always say, extend yourself some grace. It's in the signature from my therapy email, extend yourself some grace. Yes. You're going to go through hiccups. You're going to go through feelings. Now I will say, and I have to put this disclaimer. Sometimes it's not easy to break away from a trauma bond. If you've had a long standing personal history with trauma. Yeah. So you find yourself often in these kind of traumatic relationships. Yep. That's when you really have to get the professional help in order to break away. Yeah. But extend yourself some grace. Extend yourself some grace for those hiccups, for feeling bad, for feeling guilty, um, for having whatever kind of feelings, fear, yeah. you know, wh- whatever is going on. Extend Absolutely. yourself some grace. Absolutely. And like, especially that that part of of extending grace as women and as women of color, we have a hard time with that because we have been conditioned oh, yeah. 
to do things for everything for everyone at every season that but we yourself. don't know how to take care of ourselves and it's not until we're like yeah. dead tired on our bed that we can't move or we immediately get sick after that it's because we have not learned how to put ourselves first we've placed everything else oh, and everyone angry. else yes yeah. ahead and so when you say yeah. extend yourself some grace that is so powerful because it it really is going yeah. to be a process Another thing that I say is that your blessing will require your participation, but your participation is also yep. a part of the process. And so you and I did not get to the places that we are right now had we not gone through that process. And man, I love that you said yeah. to seek out, seek out help, seek out having a tribe and be mindful of who is in your tribe. Because as you grow and as yeah. you change, and as you shift, it's gonna make some people real uncomfortable because they only know the part of you yeah. that they were exposed to, that they were over, yep. right? So they were only happy when you were doing less than they were. So you gotta be real mindful yeah. of who's in yeah. your circle. Being, being mindful of who's in your circle and getting the right circle and not being afraid of running into a circle, right? Because yeah. again, we're taught, you got to be mindful. You can't trust women. You can't trust this. You can't yeah, trust man. that. And and that is still very accurate and true. That there's people you can't trust. Not everyone has your best interest. Right. Again, follow, follow your gut, you know, pray on it, meditate right. on it, whatever works for you, right? So right. you have to be also mindful of who you connect with. Your body will tell you again. Yeah. Now, don't shy away from it because I've met some of the most incredible people doing my podcast, joining groups. And I know I'm, I'm busy, right? But it's yeah. not like I could give my 500%. But when I'm showing up, I'm showing up. And yep. you're going to know who I am. And we're going to connect afterwards. And I might send you a message on Instagram, you know, right. when I have the time to mindlessly scroll and be like, hey, right. how's your family? Or like right. a, a message or whatever. And these are people that I don't even know that I've just virtually met, but yep. it's okay. Like connect with other folks. If you have an interest, if something is sparking, you want to transition, right? The yeah. trans transition period from this job to the next connect with a group. There's a group for everything. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. A group for everything. A group of moms with kids who have cancer. A, a yep. group of moms for empty nesters. A group of awesome moms. A group yep. of, you know, divorcees or a relationship yep. or marriage uh, a group. There's a fitness group. There's a mindset group. <laughs> it, like it's so true. Over club. Literally a group. Fashion club. Like there's there a group for everything. You will find your tribe. Absolutely. And then when you have been able to do that, don't feel like you have to give everything away in that moment. You could yeah. let people in, in small, in small bursts, if small you will. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I think the other part too, is that now that you've, you've gotten to a place where you've found your tribe, it's almost like we have diarrhea of the mouth and we talk about everything. Like, it's just like, we're going to say everything. And then you wonder, like, it's like hey, Susanna. 
nice to meet you. So yes, I'm like having marital problems. Yeah. And I have car trouble getting here. And I have my kid who's dating someone. Right. And I have and it's like, okay, pause. How are you? What's your favorite yeah. color? What do you like to do? You yes. like coffee, you like tea, you like yoga, you like hard work. I'm like, what do you right. like? <laughs> like, let's let's do this in small steps. Because I'm gonna right. be honest, when it comes to me, there is there are moments where I just want to just chill, right? Yeah. And there are other moments where I'm like, I'm going, 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 giving, giving, giving. So you have to find the right balance. So like yeah. that, you can really build fruitful relationships. That's that's one of the things that I wish I had in my professional career was the ability to continue to build fruitful relationships without them feeling yeah. so transactional. Well, if you yeah. do this for me, then I'll do this for you. I just... Mm -hmm. There were many times where I just wanted a friend, which was why that trauma bond started to develop because we could identify on one very specific traumatic experience. And so we yeah. all melded around that. Yeah. So, so being mindful of, of, of those kind of experiences and then who you allow in and how much you're willing to share. It's okay yeah. that they don't know everything about you. Right. So, so I want to, uh, the, the last thing that I want to talk about is, is actually therapy. Like, yeah. I know that there is, there's now more conversation about mental health and getting therapy, which I am a huge advocate for. There's three mm -hmm. things that I think every woman should need, should get. She needs Jesus, a good therapist <laughs> and some good coffee. Like those are just yeah. staples <laughs> that I think every woman should have. But when it comes to finding the right therapist or finding the right coach, what would you recommend yeah. for people to do? Yeah. So Again, I'm going back to that intuition piece. You have to pay attention to who you're connecting with because you are going to be the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I would always recommend, and I still tell people when they reach me out for consultations, how, have you reached out to other therapists? I don't say how many. Have you reached out to other right. therapists? Because I do recommend that you consult with others. Don't right. see my ad because you've seen it on Instagram or because right. a friend told you about me or whatever. Right. Don't fall for that because I might not be the therapist for you. Say just because your friend told you and just because your friend has me as a therapist does not really mean that I might be the therapist for you and vice versa. Right. You might not right. be the client for me either. Right. And so having consultation calls are important and being ready. Like you're interviewing this person. You are yeah. going to be vulnerable with this person. You want to know what techniques do they use? What yeah. kind of modalities do they practice? Mm -hmm. What do they feel about, you know, things that are important for you, whether that's yep. diversity, equity, inclusion, race, yep. marriage, whatever that is that's important for you, ask those questions. Yeah. And letting people know, like, if, if you have, you know, specific mental illness, you know, also yeah. letting the therapist know, are you specialized in treating people with this condition or yes. XYZ? Yeah. Those 100%. questions are super important when you're looking for a therapist. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You can have a therapist and a coach. Yes, you can. You can have a therapist <laughs> and a coach. You you do not need to pick either one. It is your right. choice, right? So a coach and being clear is a coach is going to help you get clear. It's going to have you put those glasses. It's not going to see the yeah. laser in. It's going to focus on that laser out, what it's going to expel right. out, right? right? That coach is going to come laser focused. What is it that you're in coaching for? Yep. You want to do open up a business. I'm going to help you with this mindset. This is the strategies that you need, et cetera. Financial right. coach, exactly. You know, whatever kind of coach that you're hiring, 
it is zeroed in to that. Yep. A therapist is digging in the right. dirt. <laughs> we are excavating. Right. <clears throat> we are looking at the worms that are under the soil and yeah. we're going to go to the root of what those problems are that are holding you back yep. into reaching these goals. Yep. So there's a huge difference because your coach is not there because Timmy upset you or, yeah. or, or whatever that is. Your coach yeah. is not there. Your coach is like, we got goals. Like you yep. hired me for this. We got goals and this is yep. where you're going to, and this is what I want you to apply. Your therapist is going to ask you, well, why did Timmy trigger you? Yeah. What did Timmy do? What yeah. does that bring for you? Yeah. Is there someone from your past that reminds you of Timmy? Yeah. How often are you triggered by Timmy's? You know, like that, that is yeah. what a therapist is going to do. 100%. So it is super important. Also insurance. Some therapists, not every ther therapist takes your insurance. Yeah. Be mindful if they're paneled under you. A lot of therapists that will be putting that out there. A lot of therapists are limiting how much they're taking insurance for mm -hmm. certain reasons mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, doing cash pay. But if you have insurance, go ahead, go with a, a person who's paneled under your insurance. If you're just, you really want to go with someone, you connect with someone, then you pay them cash. Today, you pay them cash. Right. Right. And I, I love the way that you put it in terms of being able to shop around. Right. Yeah. Because not every coach is going to be the right fit for you. I know for no. sure I'm not the right coach for, for, I may not be the right coach for you. I may not be the right coach for other people, but the people that I am the right coach for, they get the results that they're after. And I love that you, the way that you put it, our goal is to be able to get you hyper-focused and specialized right. to get you to what you hired us to. Will exactly. we tap on some things that, that yeah, things happened in the past? Absolutely. But our goal mm -hmm. is to get you to the next stage or to get you right. into the next state of thinking. And I think that yeah. that's something that, that you have to think about. Those two people, your therapist and your coach, they're like your cheerleaders. Yep. And, and I'm going to say that a woman who has two of those types of people in their corner, woo, she becomes a weapon. Or to reckon with. She it's becomes a, a weapon. Yes. Because now you have started to, to heal right now. You have started yeah. that journey of I'm not staying here anymore. And now right. with your coach, you're just pushing yourself. You're propelling yourself. And in both areas, it's uncomfortable, but in yeah. many ways, the, the two professionals are kind of cross lapping and egging you to go forward, pursuing the best, changing the way that you see things. And it, it just becomes such a power powerful dynamic. So I love that you described it that way because coaching is really new for some people. So they're like, yeah. I, I, I don't understand why I need a coach. What, like, what does that mean? And then you look at like athletes or, or people who are winning big or who are doing mm -hmm. miraculous things. And they're usually coached by someone. There was someone. A mentor, a coach. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So I want, I want, listeners to be very mindful of that be very yeah. very strategic in who you are going to invest your time and your talent and your treasure with and yeah. i love also that we talked about being being very clear or trying to identify your transferable skills i call that a evidence list 
And I'm going to link that to this episode because you want to start to kind of list out what are the things that you are doing really, really well that your Mm -hmm. organization or your team is constantly coming to you for, or your Mm -hmm. family and your friends are constantly coming to you for, because that helps you to identify, man, I didn't realize that I was so good at this. That may be a gift of yours that just needs to be developed. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we like in my coaching program, we look at those things. What are some of the gifts that that you have that we can develop those even more? Because gifts are meant to be given. Yep. Not to be kept. (laughs) Yep. Gifts are meant to be given. And so some of us are walking around frustrated um, and upset, but it's because the gifting that you have, you've not given it out. And so you have it all built up within you. And there's so many who are on the other side of you who are like, I wish you would tap into that gift of you more because it could, it could transform the life of whoever you're with. So I hope that whoever is listening, you're paying attention to what we talked about because man, were there some, uh, there's some gems that were dropped here. So as we are, as we're coming to the end of this, Jameli, I would love if you could just share where people can find you and how they could connect with you. Um, should, should they hear this episode and feel like you're the good fit for them? Absolutely. So I have two Instagram accounts, the at I am beauteous me, B-E-A-U-T-E-O-U-S-M-E. That one, I mostly put like my speaking stuff, my book stuff, my podcast stuff, uh, coaching stuff. And then beauteous mind, B-E-A-U-T-E-O-U-S mind underscore P-L-L-C. That's my therapy Instagram, but I do have a therapy uh, website, which is www.beauteousmindtherapy.co. You can okay. email me at bewhitfieldtherapy at gmail.com or just message me on Instagram and I can just reconnect you to whatever it is, whether that's coaching, that's, you know, for therapy. I am only licensed in New York, so I have to put in that disclaimer. Okay. Um, if there are people from other states who want to hire me as a therapist, I'm not able to be a therapist. I could be a coach, but not a therapist. Um, and I am working on my license for um, New Jersey. So I am specializing in a lot of different treatments, TFCBT, CBT, EMDR, et cetera. That's awesome. We're going to link all of that information also to the show notes so like that you can connect with her. And so I hope you guys have taken advantage of this time and that this was helpful. Hi. Thank you for the from the bottom of my heart for allowing you know, I love you <laughs> for allowing me for loving me the way that you do for for allowing me to to pour into you and you pour into me. Um, It's been, it really has been my honor to watch you grow and flourish. So this has been such an awesome conversation. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners. And I hope that, you know, you walked away with something. Yes. Alrighty, y'all. We'll catch you on the next show.